Hi, this is Chad Dull. Welcome to my Poverty Informed Podcast. And even in a virtual graduation environment, uh, the stories are pretty powerful. Um, I always find it to be the most addictive part of our work, uh, particularly at a community and technical college. I always feel like you can see lives changing in real time. Uh, And yesterday I was struck. uh, We had a pinning ceremony for nurses uh, via Zoom, and it was powerful. Uh, And in particular, I was struck by a student speaker that we had selected as she emotionally talked about her journey to becoming a nurse. Um, And while that was enough, I was just struck by the insecurity she had to overcome to do that. And she talked about the barriers in her way and her sense of belief and her sense of belonging. And I've talked a lot about belonging on campus, but it got me thinking about another angle on it, um, an angle about belonging for those of us that work at colleges. And I had written about that last November. I'd like to share what I wrote today. Uh, It was an article called Poverty-Informed Practice in Higher Education, a Leader Informed by Poverty. I've been writing for some time about the necessity of realizing our students bring the entirety of their lives to our doorstep and that that fact matters. We don't serve people in isolation. We serve complex individuals with rich, full lives. As the world shifted to requiring post-secondary education for all, That change has challenged those of us in post-secondary education to think differently about how we serve students. I've written a lot about this uh, with my Poverty Informed Triangle, about the power of proximity, but today I'd like to look at a slightly different issue. Specifically, I'd like to talk about what it means to lead when you are someone with lived experience in poverty. Just like our students come to us with a different context and a different worldview, I think the same is true for our staff with lived experience. And just like our students, who sometimes can feel mismatched with our school's policy and and procedures, I think the same thing happens to those of us who work at colleges. So I'd like to talk about something from a completely personal perspective. Um, I often use my own experiences as an example, uh, but this might be a little different because I just want to tell you my experience. I don't know for a fact that others share it, but I suspect they do. To start, I'll be honest, the type of poverty I experienced growing up and then later in my 20s would be considered mild by a lot of folks. Uh, My family always had a roof over our heads and generally food was in solid supply, although with some help. So this isn't really a story about proclaiming my poverty, uh, which ranged somewhere between blue collar poverty and situational. I'm just saying a persistent sense of having less and maybe being viewed as being less has influenced my worldview and how I do my work. In fact, it informs everything about me. So, of course, that means it impacts me as a leader, and I'm guessing it does for people who have similar experiences. Currently, I'm vice president of a college, so I would assume my financial difficulties are behind me. But truthfully, I wonder, because doubting is an outcome of my history as well. But just like students, that history lives inside me. And when I changed jobs last fall, I started to wonder what it means to lead from this mental and emotional place. I think it has impact. I think there are strengths you get from it and challenges as well. But I think most of all, 
It means others don't always see me or see situations the way I do. Let me share a couple examples. The first is that folks in poverty tend to be relationship-based and live in a more oral culture. So that means we can see connections and we think a lot about people when leading. Middle-class people tend to talk more about achievement and goals. I know this is true because I've picked up lots of middle-class norms over the years. Now, a traditional path to leadership often begins with the ability to get stuff done, which seems very middle-class. I've read a lot on leadership, and the literature often discusses the transition from being an outstanding individual performer, i.e., get a lot of stuff done, to having to achieve things through influencing others, and how hard that transition can be. But what if your skill set ran the opposite way? Now, I can only speak for myself, but it's always been easier for me to influence people's hearts and minds than it has been to accomplish processes and tasks. In fact, it's a joke I make about all the time, and I have for my whole career. I think I make the joke because that mindset makes me feel outside the norm and sort of deficient. But I wonder, maybe it's just a reflection of my skill set, and maybe that skill set is less common, but just as important. Is this rationalizing? I don't know. I just know I can often feel like I'm missing skills I'm supposed to have, and yet I'm having some success. I often think our students need a sense of belonging to overcome imposter syndrome. I wonder what we do for our leaders with similar backgrounds. Honestly, every career transition I've made has had aspects of sheer terror as I worked through feelings that pretty soon someone would figure out I didn't really know how it all worked. But it's been almost two decades of mostly successful work and advancement, so that can't be true, can it? Could it be the skill set my life gave me is enough? It never feels that way, which leads to the next issue. If you can be bilingual between poverty and middle class, I come pretty close. This bilingual nature, though, leads to some of my most vulnerable places. See, if you're like me and you're always sure at some level you're faking it until you make it, the odds of feeling inadequate and defensive are pretty high. Again, after 20 years in education, I cover it up pretty well, but I'm just sensitive to things others aren't. I remember being at an after-work dinner at a pretty upscale place on a business trip seven or eight years ago. I was with a colleague and friend who came from a much more affluent background than I did, although we had the same job and same title at that time. And when the meal was served, I reached for the pepper immediately, like I always do. My friend casually said, aren't you going to taste the food before you season it? It was a throwaway line between friends, and I'm pretty sure he couldn't sense my reaction. But inside, I was in a spiral. And the hamster wheel that lives in my mind was spinning furiously. I was sure my lack of class had been exposed. I was sure I was being judged. I had been outed and would never fit in. None of those things were true, of course. But that's where my mind was. I actually don't remember the rest of the dinner, but I remember my shame. And I remember being very angry at my friend and my, his pretentiousness. I kept thinking, I'm just as good as you, damn it. In fact, I'm better. Boy, it sounds kind of crazy as I say it out loud. But this was years ago, and I can pull that memory and the feelings up in a heartbeat. It's one of many times in my life I was pretty sure someone else's small behavior meant I was being judged as inadequate and a fraud. 
Now, if this experience isn't just limited to me, I wonder how many other leaders end up in that place too and are maybe limited by their response. We often read or hear about the crisis of leadership. And I wonder if part of it is because we define leadership on a particular set of norms. Even while I feel like an imposter, as I try to figure out structure and process and generate products, I take daily time to connect with the people I work with and learn their stories. Unfortunately, my own internalized insecurity tells me this isn't work. It's wasting time and makes me a procrastinator. At least that's my mental dialogue. Of course, I'm also pretty sure everyone else sees that too. But what if there's an alternative version to the story that I tell myself? I'm getting to do quite a bit of public speaking in the last couple of years. Uh, feel free to invite me to your place of work. It's my favorite thing to do. And when I have these speaking gigs, people often approach me to chat when I'm done. On some occasions, they want to challenge something I've said or learn more, but usually they're pretty complimentary. However, without fail, someone will approach me to say they also grew up in tough circumstances and they've felt a connection with what I've said. It's honestly the best part of those days. But I'm wondering if we're missing out on some potentially excellent leaders. You see, the people who approach me usually share their information with me privately and quietly, as if we just joined a club we aren't supposed to tell anyone about. It makes me think the first rule of Poverty Club is you don't talk about Poverty Club. But what if, just like I ask us to do with students, we approached people with the skill sets poverty develops from a strengths-based perspective and made them feel welcome and not like imposters. If we could acknowledge and celebrate the rich complexity of our leaders, perhaps we would get better outcomes for the richly complex people we serve.